Welcome everyone to the Design 101 podcast. My name is Amanda Gates and I own Gates Interior Design in Nashville, Tennessee. My company specializes in living a stylish and holistic life. My goal with this podcast is to celebrate all the blessings that we receive from a well-designed life. I hope to introduce you to inspirational people, teach you new ways to live better, and empower you to design your best life through intention. There are many ways to achieve balance and harmony in our lives, but it all starts at home. Join me each month to be inspired, transformed, and motivated to live your best life. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Design 101. I'm your host, Amanda, and my guest today is transformational coach, Chris Alexandria. Chris has been intuitive all of her life, but like most of us, surrounded by chaos and a hectic life, her gifts became suppressed in order to raise kids, run a household, and be a wife, something each and every one of us can relate to. But as spirit always does, they knew when it was time for her to come out of the shadows and follow her true purpose of giving back to the world in a big way. With inner wisdom, grown kids, and a newfound confidence by her side, which she gained after age 40, I might add, her intuition and angels re-entered into her life with great jabbering enthusiasm, something she likes to call angel chatter. Chris is a certified soul coach, therapist, and a licensed crystal therapist, a blending that flows smoothly together, creating a holistic practice that brings her clients a sense of peace, empowerment, and joy in their daily lives. Chris has made it her mission to help other women over 40 embrace their destiny, connect to their higher calling, and awake to the life that they truly deserve. Her love letter to the goddess within you to help you emerge, embrace, and empower who you are and your brilliance. Chris is an expert on empowering women. Over the past 10 years, she has taught thousands of women to go after what they most want to follow their hearts. In her words, why live in self-doubt when you can live in joy, fulfillment, and love? Join me as I sit down with Chris today to learn about insight, divine empowerment, being an entrepreneur of a global empire, managing a product launch, and becoming a best-selling author. Well, Chris, welcome, welcome. Thanks for coming on to the show today. Well, thank you for having me, Amanda. Oh, I'm love, delighted to finally chatting. have you on here. Yeah, I know. Huh? <laughs> for the listeners, uh, it's been kind of a challenge. Chris and I have scheduled and rescheduled, and so feel honored that we finally are here to record today. So, before we jump in here, uh, just give us a little bit of background about who you are and, and you know how you came to launch Angel Chatter as you are known today. As I am known today. Uh, wow. Wow. Um, You've come a long well, way. Yeah, I have come a long way, baby. My business, Angel Chatter, is here to help inspire and empower people around the world with the assistance, obviously, of the angelic realm. And, you know, Amanda, one of the things as humans we love to do, we love to make things difficult. You know, we have that old adage, anything worth having, you have to work hard for, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, we've all bought into that at various various levels. And my response at a conscious level is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, we are, we're supposed to have fun. And I'm not saying you don't work towards your goals, but you don't have to work 
so hard at them. When you're really in that alignment process, meaning you're really jiving with what you're to be doing, you're really focused, you're having fun with it. And so, yeah, the, the work becomes fun. You can get giddy. You can be excited about it. You jump out of bed in the morning and go, oh, wow, I get to contact so-and-so, or you have surprises waiting for you in your email inbox about who wants to have you on their radio show or their podcast or what store you know for us has contacted us that now wants a catalog. So it's those little confirmations that keep you going, or you get a surprise testimonial from a client saying, you know, Chris just rocked my world. She's so, she hit everything on the head. And all those things from that egoic, that human side of me keeps me going. But I love what I do. When I see people get their personal ahas and they just glow, that's it right there. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head because, you know, they always say that if you, you know, if you work your passion, you don't work a day in your life. That's right. So I think that you've really, and you help people do that. You really help them align with that, that purpose of who they are um, so that they do feel empowered because you're right. When you do align with what really hits that joy and you're really, truly happy with what you do, you do jump out of bed and you are excited about what you're going to conquer that day. Oh, without a doubt. And I apologize for the background noise. (laughs) Hi, Gabby. (laughs) Yes, they just left the room. Um, did not know she was in here, so I do apologize. Well, she wanted to say hi. I think she indeed did. <laughs> so you're, I guess what uh, you are at the core is you are a soul coach. Yes. Um, you're also an energy healer. We will yes. get into uh, the more here in a second, but explain to the listeners what exactly that is. And, and, you know, I feel like energy healing and maybe it's just because I'm more in it now, but I feel like it's becoming a little bit more mainstream and people are becoming a little bit more accepting of it, but explain to us what that is. Well, energy healing, you I, I agree with you. I do believe is becoming more known. If you think about so many more hospitals are now offering Reiki. Reiki's probably one of the most well-known forms of energy healing. And Reiki is the universal life force, as they call it. And the practitioner, the healer, is becomes a conduit. And the energy runs f- through them from the universe to help their client, whether it be on a table or across the country or across the world, or certainly sending energy to a part of the world that is under duress. So we could think of the people in Africa right now with the Ebola crisis. People can send Reiki to that area and what it ultimately does. So I am a Reiki master teacher. I am a magnified healer teacher. I am a licensed crystal therapist. I'm also an integrated energy master teacher. So you have all these different forms of energy healing rolled up into me. And what it ultimately does, it finds imbalances within. And we all have an imbalance because we're human. There, there's nobody perfect, no matter how much we like to be like Mary Poppins, that would be me. We all, we all have imbalances. That's, that's the, we're perfectly imperfect, as I'd like to say. And when we can stop running from those imperfections and look at them, we can allow them to heal. 
and in one form, and this is where a lot of where I focus, we can love that aspect of ourselves instead of pushing it so far away that it creates a bigger imbalance and then ends up resulting in a physical illness. So, I mean, I've experienced this myself. I had a, a huge energy issue around my throat when I was uh, previously married, which mm-hmm. actually caused a lot of sore throats. Right. And um, I also used to get severe uh, migraines. And as soon as I went to an energy healer, voila, I don't get sore throats. I, I've, I haven't had strep throat in probably four years, and I no longer get migraines. Fantastic. So what is it about energy that... One, how do we get to that point? How do we get those imbalances? And two, why, I mean, for those who are listening who may have never heard of an energy healer, why is it so important to go to someone before you go to a, um, I mean, I would choose a holistic uh, modality over a, a real doctor, you know, unless it's a severe, severe trauma or something. But why does it work so effectively? Because it takes, this is such a loaded question. Isn't it though? (laughs) It absolutely is. Because there are, I'm I'm thinking of a client that I had years ago. He was actually the chief of police in the town we lived in. And he, the first time he came to me, he was a complete newbie, had no idea why he was there, except that his wife made him come and he said, fine, whatever. But got off the table and could walk. Now, I'm not saying I healed him, but he was having severe back and leg issues. And all of a sudden, he could sit on the floor, put his shoes on, and oh my gosh, wow. And he just looked at me like, what the heck did you just do to me? But then he came back the next time, which is where the funny part is, he spent the entire session, I could feel him energetically trying to figure out how this was working. So if he could have let go, the second session would have been more powerful. But that's one of the things energy healers do. We bypass that egoic figuring it out stage and it just happens. Now, I'm not going to say go to a holistic or energy practitioner over Western medicine. For me, it is a beautiful melding of the two. It's not a a choice. We always have choices, but it, it, one is not better than the other. There is a reason for both. I also, like you, would choose an energy practitioner. Let me go chat in with my gang, the angelic realm, and figure out what's causing a little bit of this blip before the blip becomes a balloon and let's nip it in the bud so to speak so it can go on its merry little way and i'm seeing um i i just wrapped up a, a podcast with sue painter and, and we touched on this where it's really important for entrepreneurs a lot of the uh people that i have listened to the show are creative small business owners mm-hmm. um and we as small business owners we all know there's you know there's different kinds of stresses that we're dealing with because we are the boss so we do tend to manifest those energy blockages um in certain areas depending on what we're focusing on so i i always uh one of my good friends who is in pr 
Um, I recommended that she go to an energy healer because she too was getting migraines, you know, because she mm -hmm. was staring at her computer and she couldn't believe the results. She's like, oh yeah. my gosh, I've become a better entrepreneur now because of this new modality that I had no idea existed. <laughs> I love it. And it's really funny because sometimes, especially as a goddesspreneur, as I like to call us, we all have levels of worthiness of what we're able to receive and if we know we're supposed to do something and we can see it we can feel it we can touch it we know this is the direction our business is to go but yet we're not there that's a really big clue let's step back a little bit and what aspect of me is not feeling worthy to receive that and feeling safe enough to expose myself in order to reach that level so there's all these different different levels, different modalities, different little vignettes within us that contribute to the very big conglomerate of how far we are allowing ourselves to go. And I think that is really important for small business owners to tap into. I mean, uh, we have to live a well-balanced life. Um, it can't be business all the time. And, and as small business owners, we typically tend to do that to where we work all the time you know we, we take breaks and we create our own schedules but we do tend to work all the time and we're always thinking about how we can change things make things different you know add things subtract things so right. I think it's really good to be able to tap into both your left and your right side of your brain so that you do approach it balanced oh without a doubt and as an example today and we fell into that very easily uh, we work from home and there was no place to escape, literally, from the business. It seemed to be in every single room. And I finally just said, enough's enough. We are very blessed. We live on an island. Why aren't we taking advantage of that? Why aren't we going to the beach? So today, we are in the midst of monarch migration. The butterfly, the monarch, is migrating. And we are going to the beach to go track some monarchs down and that's going to be our balance for the day and what I have found and this is true for everybody I do believe when our life is in more balance that time we dictate towards work because we know we're going to the beach or we're going to do XYZ our business time becomes much more focused in the last two years you've really expanded your brand. I mean, I remember when I met you two years ago, you were just really starting to refine what Angel Chatter was and, and what you wanted the brand to be. And one of the things that you've done uh, since then is you became a best-selling author of Have You Ever Wondered About Angels? So I really wanted you to tell us about that process and what it was like um, you know, through the creation, I mean, you had to find illustrators, putting it together, and then launching it. So tell us what that was like. Oh, boy, what a what an act of love that book was, is we, I wrote it actually pretty quickly, many years ago. And it was to be part of an Oscar swag bag. So I scrambled and I got one of our bonus daughters, which means she's the best friend of our daughters, to illustrate it. She's an art major. Did a beautiful job. And at the last minute, the angel said, nope, stop. And I had a temper tantrum with them. And I said, are you kidding me? I've already invested money to get the book self-published. Nope, not the right time. 
I said, okay. So I shut the whole thing down and I let it alone. And then, you know, anything we do is practically imperfect, correct? So I went back and I did some edits and I was playing with the edits. Meanwhile, putting it out there that I wanted to have this fantastic book for children that didn't talk down to them, that gave them as well as the adult reading to them some information about the angels in a very fun way. So yeah, I did some edits and then our daughter got a life and she didn't have time to edit her illustrations. So all right, we moved on. I got someone else to illustrate and after six or eight months, she still hadn't done one illustration. So it was very easy to get rid of her. I went on to the third illustrator. She literally died. And um, I'm like, okay, this is this is not fun anymore, people. But by then, I have, was working with a publishing company called Pick a Woo Woo. So I wrote to them. I said, Houston, we have a problem. My illustrator just died. They go, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. But check out this guy. His email came in right behind yours. So I contacted him. My last name is Alexandria. His first name was Alex. There's a little bit of a hit there. And he lives literally across the world. English is not his first language. But he took my vision of the universal child and incorporating as much diversity within the book via illustrations to come through. It's absolutely scrumptious, it's beautiful, it's classic, and I love it. And you're right, we do. We won the uh, 2013 Mom's Choice Award for Bedtime Stories and feel very, very blessed in that process. But it was one of those things, and this is true for everybody, whether it's a book, designing jewelry, going after your dreams, never take no for an answer. Just keep going and you will find the right fit. The timing will be right for whatever your project may be. And that was that huge lesson underneath all of it for me with that book. Well, and I think that's really important because um, book publishing has changed a lot in the last 15 years, especially with so many digital versions now available. I have a lot of friends that are authors and uh, were authors pre, not pre-internet, but pre-Kindle and iPhone and all these digital uh, type book systems. And, um, you know, you can be a self-publisher and you can get your name out there, but it's different now and it's harder. Um, and I think that there are some aspects about it that are easy, but there's also some aspects like what you went through that made it more difficult. So it became a labor of love, truly. Um but I think it's important for the listeners because I, I have um, two people that I know listen to the podcast that have been trying to launch books and have ran into issues. So I'm glad that you were able to share that with us and also let us know that, um, you know, don't take no for an answer. I think that's really important. Oh, and it is because you look how many authors, if, you know, when you listened back to their story, I mean, J.K. Rowling. Use her as an example. Many have heard of the Harry Potter books. How many no's did she get? Yeah, I think it was like 35 no's. Right. And then look where it went. And I think the, um, is it Stephanie Myers? I can't remember the one who did the Twilight series, but it was the same same thing with her. Same exact thing. So one of my new sayings is 
take one step every day towards your goal. And if you can't just take one step, your goal is not that important to you. So the one step can be grabbing a domain name. I mean, no one has to know you're doing it. One step can be making one phone call. But every time you take one step towards it, that's you've gone a little bit further. You've taken your power back a little bit more. So when you do get a no, and you eventually will, they don't hurt as much. <laughs> we, we've contacted many celebrities to uh, wear our jewelry. And yeah, I've gotten some no's. But guess what? My yeses have far outweighed the nose. Well, and I think that that's a great point. Um, I did a podcast back in August or September with uh, Stephanie Burns, who uh, is the owner of Chic CEO. And she, I can't remember who the author is, but one of her best tips in the, the podcast was to um, make every day, to simplify it, just take three things every day. And you've simplified it even further, just one thing towards that goal every day. I love that. I think that's a great tip. Thank you. Yeah, and once you get that one, once you get one done and doing one every day, those ones turn in, into twos, into threes, into fours. And before you know it, you're really focused because you're seeing momentum now. You're seeing movement and all that fun that you're doing because sometimes it's really scary when you first start out no matter what genre you're working in whether it's interior decorating feng shui angel chatting uh, accounting it's always a, it can it can be I don't want to say always it can be intimidating it can be scary going out on your own because you're definitely leaving your comfort zone well you have really been kicking ass and taking names let me tell you <laughs> well, um, you. I'm, I'm looking forward to taking more names as we continue to move. <laughs> well, I mean, just as a brand, um, you know, just with the fact that you've launched the Oracle cards, you're now a best-selling author, uh, you have the jewelry line, you've now expanded into a home line. I mean, you've definitely not only dipped your toe in a lot of areas, but really expanded your brand. Um, what has that really been like for you? I mean, um, you're literally back to back to back doing and launching products. Um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that, that, you know, they want to do that. And they, it not only scares the hell out of them, but they don't know where to start. What, what has been your guiding light, so to speak, in, in launching all of these products? Oh, my gosh. Well, given that we've been cut off once, dare I say angels, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have been instrumental because they have showed me the carrot at the end of the stick of where this is meant to go. And I am blessed that I have a fantastic husband that is there every single step of the way. And he was laughing at me just a few months ago. We were um, having a glass of wine. I looked at him and said, you know what? And he kind of despises when I say that because he's like, that means you're thinking and creating. I said, you know what? I think I've decided or I've come to realize I'm a creative person. And he looked at me and he's cracking up. He says, you just figured that out. And I went, yeah, I'm really creative. And he just started laughing. But I've been blessed again that I have found so many fantastic people, not only friends to continue to cheer me on and they're, they're behind the scenes and in front of the scenes like yourself, but we have found a great jeweler that gets the whole spiritual vibe. She's very spiritual. She's very tuned in herself. So we have fun 
creating more jewelry designs. I've known other people for about two years, and unbeknownst to me, they make candles. So we have launched very, very quickly our candle line. And they're sublime. They're beautiful. They're everything I wanted within a packaging of a candle, not just the scent, but how great it looks when it's just sitting there on the counter. So all these things just continue to line up. Well, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with really aligning with your purpose and getting focused and knowing what it is that you want. When you align with that passion, it starts to kind of unfold. Would you agree with that? Oh, hands down agree with it. Absolutely. Because not, you know, not just having those fantastic support people behind the scenes, but we have come in contact with a great sales rep. And I'm just going to kind of leave it like that. We had uh, met another woman who's in the same industry as this new one and very, very lovely woman, but not motivated enough to where we want to take it. So we got rid of her. And that in itself is saying, you know, sometimes you do have to get rid of people. And make those hard decisions. And make those little harder decisions. Stop being so nice all the time and saying, you know what, this isn't, this isn't working out. You know what, I know what, I'm just finally saying it. Let's both move on. And it was, it ended very amicably. And now we have linked up with this other sales rep and very, very excited where that's going to potentially be going. And it just continues to grow like that. And I agree. I mean, your brand is, like I said earlier, it's been really kicking ass in the last year and a half, 18 months or so. So it's really exciting to see. Um, And in addition to all the product launches you've been doing, you also offer a lot of services. But the overlying message of your, well, actually your products and your services is really about empowerment and aligning or helping others find what their purpose is. So why do so many people get off track? I mean, I I myself have been there. I was off track. (laughs) You helped me get my shit together. Um, Why is it so hard to really know what our gifts are or to accept them, I guess, is a great way to say it. Like we, we spend our 15 years in corporate or wherever we're at banging our head up against a wall and we're not happy. and, And we know that our joy is over here, but we choose not to go over there. Why is that? In a nutshell, we are so afraid. Oh, so it's fear. It, we're, we're... It, without a doubt. You know, and I certainly, Amanda, and you know this, I am no different. You know, I hid, even to myself, that I was chatting with the angels for decades. And it wasn't when I, this is long before you and I met, I was in my 30s, maybe early 40s. I was having a phone reading myself. And I was the only human in the house like to remind people that and she calls in a bunch of angels by name and she comes up to Archangel Ariel and before I could monitor what I was going to say I blurted out the word pinky and I literally stopped I looked around the room thinking who just said that because it certainly wasn't me and I don't remember anything else about the rest of that reading I go to bed that night my honey's traveling for business I said okay Everybody that was in that reading today, front and center, I want to figure this out. So they come in one by one. Ariel comes in and now expecting her, I said, oh, it's you. So as a child, 
She is my guardian angel. She would come in and we would have these fantastic conversations when I'm in the crib. And I did not know the name Ariel, but because she resonates the color pink and I knew the color pink, I called her Pinky. Mm. So this jumps, I am not exaggerating, 30 years of disowning but let's face it, chatting with angels is a little on the unusual side. You know, it's not your typical, I'm going to be a chef or a florist or an accountant or a doctor. It's on the more unusual. It's not something that wasn't encouraged at home because it wasn't one of those things. Not once over the dinner table did my parents go, hey, Chris, did you chat with any angels today? What do they have to share? You know, want to tell us anything? It just didn't happen. My parents are great people, but it, it this just wasn't really talked about. I would and, agree. I, th I think that, um, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, that just being able to, I think that you have a talent that we're all trying to strive for. But if anything, just tapping into that inner, inner guidance and mm -hmm. being able to, like we were talking about earlier, where you're going to watch the monarchs later, is that just really tapping into that mind-body balance and being able to create or having that quiet space so that you can really think about decisions and discovery and coming up with solutions for whatever it is you're doing whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you know an entrepreneur really tapping into that inner guidance so that you can make wise decisions with your board of directors well without that because it's within that stillness when you're really connected with the heart when you're really in that quiet moment that everything easily can line up. So think about when those really hectic days, and we all have them, will inevitably say, oh my gosh, where did the day go? I haven't had a chance to breathe. This is just, day is just, I've been so busy doing, think of those words, doing, that I haven't had a chance for myself. There is the key right there. Taking those moments to yourself so you can be as an example, I was working on the edits of the children's book and I was at this one section that I really wanted it to rhyme and have fun. It just wasn't flowing. And the harder, think of the words I'm using here, the harder I worked at it, the more elusive it came. And the angels just said, just go to the beach. It was beautiful. It was summertime. I'm like, but I want to finish this. They said, just go to the beach. So I finally said, fine. And I, you know, I'm arguing with them like I'm going to win. So I finally get my bathing suit on, grab the towel, go to the beach, set everything up. I go in the water and I had set the intention. I said, okay, I'm going to go to the beach, but you guys have got to give me the rest of this prose. Go to the beach. I'm not in the water for a minute and a half. I run out like a shark is after me. I literally have people on the beach looking at this mad woman running out of the beach and plopping herself down on the, on the blanket and writing. And that's the phrase, the prose that went into the book because I quieted my mind and just let it be. And it happened that quickly. So why, in your opinion, is it so important to not only work with our higher guidance, our what I like to call our board of directors, um, but really to have that stillness and that quiet time? Because a lot of um, managers, corporate people, business owners, um, they don't. They, like you, when you're writing this book, they stay in that place like, I have to get this done and I have to do it right now. And it's like they're strangulating the energy 
trying to get it done when in actuality if they would just take 15 minutes it would change but what in your opinion can we do to be successful and to stop what we're doing and, and tap into that how can we take that time for ourselves and do that it can so think about it, it took me a minute and a half in the water so something so so easy and the longer people stick with me they hear me throw out this suggestion very often is to close your eyes and put your hands over your heart your heart is the birthplace of your soul therefore never lies to you your ego resides up in our head and that's what it loves to do it blows raspberries at us and it likes to keep us busy keeping us out of alignment with phrases like who do you think you are you're not worthy and get used to it bucko this is life so when we can take just a couple of seconds eyes closed hands over your heart, listen to the beating of your heart, feel the chest rise and fall, it stills the mind. Because ego cannot live in the heart space. Because all it does is lie. All the heart knows is love and truth. So anything that is really weighing heavy on you, it's such an easy go-to. You can sit in the car while you're waiting for the kids to come out of school or their activity or before you go in for an appointment. It just brings you back to your center. It allows you to be more articulate if you need to be speaking, but it gives you different avenues of which way to go versus always being that bull in the china shop. I've got to plow ahead, keep going straight. Life is not always going to go straight, guys. It, it meanders. It meanders all over the place sometimes, but it, yeah, <laughs> really but it ultimately brings you back to where you want to go. Those meandering, those little adventures, they bring us more information and sometimes not in the direction that we really wanted to get the information on. But if we're not listening, those adventures become bigger. That's why having those couple of minutes of stillness can make those meanderings much more joyful versus, ugh, again, kind of a situation. Well, and I think it's really important, and you've really taught me this over the, the last couple of years, but just being able to slow down and I call it reconnect. It's like right. your Wi-Fi is out and we spend so much time in that ego of worrying and that sense of chaos that I, it's kind of like the, the image of Pigpen uh, from Charlie <laughs> Brown where you've got all of this chaos going on around you and you get yourself caught up in this, this turmoil and it really hits you in your solar plexus where you're like, oh my God, I have so much to do and not enough time. And like you're freaking yourself up, you're, you know, or freaking yourself out and getting yourself worked up and ultimately you get nothing done. Right. But when you take that moment, and I had to do this yesterday, I had to deal with the IRS. Lord have mercy, you know, <laughs> good Lord, I have to deal with the IRS, are you kidding me? And I had to think about it all weekend. I mean, it was just weighing on me and weighing on me, and, and I, I didn't want to do it because, you know, there's all these horror stories about how the IRS is and, and how difficult they are to, to deal with, and I was like, okay, you know, how can I reconnect? How can I make a chaotic situation into a good one? And how can I make this a positive situation? And that's exactly what I did. I 
I saged myself. I saged my home yesterday. I, I did a, a lovely prayer. I went into meditation and I visualized how this event was going to unfold and what was going to happen and what I ultimately expected from my board of directors, which I can't see them, hear them, or speak to them like Chris does, but I pretend that I can. And I went into the situation that this is how it's going to unfold. And lo and behold, by God, it happened. Congratulations. Now, I didn't take 15 minutes. I took two hours to do right. this. Well, but this I, was a it, bigger situation that really needed a lot of focus, allowing you to relax into it. Now, as relaxing, we, that's the key thing. That is the very big key is thing. That I, I felt like I was in turmoil and when I, I had to wait to get myself into a place of relaxation and right. then I made the call. Right. And that's, that is the huge key because when we're tense, can anything flow? No. It's, well, it's, and you attract more of that. Like if I had stayed in that tense state, I felt like I would have attracted a tense IRS agent. Whereas the person that I got, oh my God, she was so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely delightful. And, and that's a beautiful point. So think of any time we've had an argument, the more you get sucked into that drama, the bigger the argument gets. But when you can reflect upon it, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we argued over something so insignificant because we got very, very tense. And the ego's going, ooh, I got them. Ooh, yummy. Let's keep going. Let's keep feeding them. But if we can pull back and quiet the mind a little bit, through saging, through meditation, through yoga, through just quiet sitting for a few moments or anything else that you can find relaxing. <sighs> and that's really help. what Eckhart Tolle, I mean, with the power of now, that's really right. what he talks about. It's just about focusing on the present moment, not the past, not what's about to happen, the right now. Exactly. That's exactly right. So I think a lot of people uh, scoff at the idea of things that they can't see or uh, we use the term a lot, woo-woo. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to see a major shift in awareness and acknowledgement in people who are wanting more and um, they're looking for more of that balance and they're becoming a lot more accepting of alternative ways to heal. And I mean, it's everything from eating organic foods. I've got a lot of friends that have become vegetarians. I have a lot of entrepreneurs who are coming to me saying, like uh, my friend Amy, who came to me and was like, I'm having these migraines. Traditional medicine isn't working. What do you suggest? And so five years ago, I would have been hesitant to say energy healer. And this time around, I was like, go to an energy healer. So I'm seeing that there's a lot more acceptance and a lot more awareness why do you think that is? Why are we having such a, a huge cosmic shift right now? Well, you just said it right there, sweetheart. Cosmic oh. shift. <laughs> See, I've been around it too much. <laughs> it's, it's, the energy is, is softly shifting. And it's, sometimes it's kicking your butt and shifting. So think about it this way. With those naysayers, one of my favorite things is, I go, have you ever seen a million dollars? And most people will say no. But I'll say, does that mean it doesn't exist? And they'll yeah, it's stop like and gravity look at and the thought, wind and Wi-Fi. I mean, it, it's right. You don't see love. You see the effects of love. You don't see wind. You see the effects of wind. So it's it's energy, and people are beginning to understand that more and more. And because there are very well 
known uh, mainstream people that are now coming out and talking about spirit, talking about universal energy, talking about the angelic realm, talking about the afterlife. That's getting more people going, huh? And that's this isn't all there is. There, there's actually there, there is more. So it's it's kind of fun. Actually, it's a lot of fun. I had a we did an expo this past weekend, and this woman came by the booth and she brought around a friend of hers later on in the day. Very tall guys, and it's it's a rare event that I have to look up to physically look up to anybody. And he shared with me he was raised Pentecostal, and this is not dissing religion, but his mindset was such that he knew that it wasn't enough for him. And coming to this show was the first step into anything like this. And just over the course of our conversation, didn't have a session with me, he actually two or three times took several steps back, got the deer in the headlight look, and I said, am I scaring you? He says, no, but you just gave me a revelation on how I can be looking at any situation differently. And it's, it is. It's all how we look at it. It can be fun. That's why I call life lessons adventures. It just sounds much more fun. I, I will go and address an adventure much more than I'm going to go back to school. So it's all our perception on how we act and react to things. And people are getting that we can do it in a number of ways. One of those ways is energy healing, incorporating going to an energy practitioner or putting crystals into our home and letting those energies of the crystals come in to help soften, to help bring ease, bring in love, bring in abundance, whatever we are desiring. And we're seeing more parents. I mean, there's a couple of children that have Facebook pages. There's this one, he's Adam, the crystal grid maker. I think he's under, he's not a teenager yet. But he, this kid has like tens of thousands of followers because his mission and his parents support him. He makes crystal grids, which is taking certain crystals and arranging them in the beautiful pattern to bring in certain energies. Yeah, they're stunning. I love they're, them. They're beautiful art for your home. They are. And he's bringing them in and then they're taking photos of them. And you can see the color variances with the energy. It's no different than the Buddhist monks that were at this particular show we were at. They make these gorgeous sand mandalas. And when it's all done, they leave it up for everyone to appreciate for a few hours, then they destroy it. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. And they're gorgeous, but it shifts the energy around the entire area. So you can think about it this way. Think about when you have been stuck inside all winter, windows are closed, maybe a fireplace is going, and on that first warm day of spring, you can open the windows, it airs the house out, it shifts the energy. That's a very mainstream sort of way of seeing how energy can affect us. Now keep playing with that, and how can you bring that kind of cleansing into your home, into your life on, on a more regular basis. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely important. I, I have a client who 
purchased a home um, in Oklahoma and she's been having all sorts of issues with the home and it turns out that the uh, builder who built the home was going through an extremely nasty divorce mm. and him and his uh, now ex-wife were having knockdown drag out fights in the front yard and within the home and the trades and everybody who are building this home were amidst that same energy. And so when she discovered this, she's like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And she's like, it's so tense in this house. You could, you know, cut it with a knife. Right. And I'm like, that's exactly what I told her to do. You need to open up the windows. You need to say prayers. You need to sage. You need to cleanse. There's like, you've got to, you know, you've got to cleanse this house out because that energy is there. Oh, without a doubt. And we've moved a lot. And it's just really interesting. We, we stayed quite a bit in Massachusetts. And there was this one house two doors down and the 18 years we were there it went through four families four different owners three out of the four divorced mm. very very sad but it be, you begin to literally see the patterns that house has energy in it and it needed someone to go in to cleanse it energetically to get that mentality out of it so it could become a home again versus this building. Well, and I think that goes back to what we were saying a minute ago about you can't see the million dollars, you know it exists, you can't see Wi-Fi or radio waves, but you know it exists. Right. So when you go into a space, whether it's an office building or a home or any type of space really, energy sticks there and, and uh, just kind of hangs out, especially stagnant energy, unless you cleanse it. And yeah, you might not be able to see it and you may or may not believe in it, but you can feel it. You can feel So thinking of your client, it feels tense. Mm -hmm. So paying attention to how you feel when you walk into any situation, it feels a certain way. It feels really yummy. It's, I can kick back. I can relax. I can have fun here. Or, ooh, can I sit on that couch? It feels kind of, eh, I'm not so sure. I don't feel good here. Yeah, I always, I always use the example of we've been in a home that feels like a warm hug, and we've always been in a home that feels like I'm never going to come back. Right. You always remember the experience when you go into a home. Without a doubt. Or any space for that matter. Or any space. You know, same thing will go with stores. Some stores just feel really they just don't feel good no matter how much they clean them. It just feels really lousy in that store. They, the, no matter how many times businesses will change hands, that location will not succeed because there's just something there that needs to be completely raised Removed. and cleaved. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have a lot of experience as we've been talking throughout the show here and launching products, doing expos, <laughs> running a business. I mean, you, we were just saying before we started the podcast, I think you're the Energizer Bunny. Um, <laughs> but for someone who's just starting out and possibly, well, probably more than likely very overwhelmed, what advice can you give someone who's, you know, looking into launching products or doing expos or just running a business? I mean, you've you've really laid out a fantastic, successful blueprint for your own business. What is some advice that you can give to somebody who is either just starting out or maybe struggling in their own business? Do your homework. So as an example, we my first big product were our Angel Oracle cards. And... 
it probably took, when it was all said and done, probably close to five years for them to come into fruition. I wrote the deck and guidebook in two weeks, but then they sat for about a year and a half. And then the symbols came into, into me one evening. And then I had to find the right venue and where to get them printed. It, it, that all took time. Make sure that the people you are working with, you have a relationship with, whether it's a printing company overseas, is the communication easy? Do they understand what you want to be doing? Do they see your vision? It's the same thing with anybody, with candles, a supplier, um, jewelry maker, thinking of us as an example, expos. If so, thinking about expos, if you're just starting out, you're not going to go to some of the really big ones where it can be over $1,000 for a booth. Start small. But talk to the people that are running it. How many people tend to come to this particular show? Don't go to something that's going to only have a couple hundred people. You want a larger show because you want more people to have come by your booth and go, oh my gosh, where have you been my entire life? I need this. You want to have that kind of exposure. For us, you know, we won't take any show that's under 2,500 anymore, you know, as far as attendance, preferably bigger and better. We are going to be much more selective in 2015 on the shows we attend. We have no problem going coast to coast, you know, logistically, that's always interesting. But if the show is really, really good and the history has shown that, we will take that, that, that leap, we'll take that leap knowing the net's going to appear and attend because that sense of community is important to us and being able to get out there. So backing up, how big do you want your message to be? It's wonderful if you want to stay regional. It's wonderful if you just want to stay local in your own community. It's wonderful if you want to be national. It's wonderful if you want to be international. Decide what is best for you. And then you begin to branch out in that arena. What do you think? I mean, like I, I said earlier, your brand has really, really taken off in the last two years. Um, and Angel Chatter existed before that. What do you think was the, the big aha for you to go from, say, 40 miles an hour to suddenly going 100 miles an hour? My belief in myself. That's Wonderful the bottom tip. That's the belief in myself. It took me probably well over 45 years for me to have an understanding and to own what I'm here to do. And, you know, I could say affirmations all day long, but then as you know, I developed, uh, with the help of the angels, a new formula called ask formations. So by simply asking, why is it safe for me to be me? That's when that blossoming really has accelerated not only my personal growth, but the growth of my business. And ironically, I have gotten one inch taller in the scheme of all of this. But it's that it's the belief in myself. And I no think that's very important too for the women listeners today because a lot of us feel, which I have uh, referred to the book Lean In many times on the podcast, but. Um, Cheryl Sandberg talks a lot about how women hold themselves back because even though they have 150% to offer, they feel like a fraud and they don't feel like they have enough. 
Oh, sure. It's an epidemic. It's a human epidemic. And we can always say it's not enough or I'm copying. And guess what? You probably are, quote, copying somebody, but you're putting it back out through you. So it may be the same message of love yourself, but how you execute it, how you display it, how you share it is going to be very unique because it's coming through you. So don't get caught up. So when the angel said, I'm going to make my own card deck after I stopped laughing and fell on the floor laughing hysterically at them because there are hundreds, as you know, of angel decks out there, they go, no, 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 no. Think about the decks you currently have. And I went, yeah. They go, they're beautiful, right? I went, yeah. I go, are, they go, aren't your clients paying more attention to the illustration and its meaning than our message? I went, yeah. They go, that's the problem. That's why your deck is going to be different. So, yes, I made a another, yet another angel deck, but because the way I executed it, it's very different than anything else out there. And I think that's really important because at the end of the day, you can sell a commodity, but there's no other person out there like you. So right. for anybody who's listening, you are the brand. You are that uniqueness that you bring to your company. So at the end of the day, the, the, the thing that you can invest in the best and make the most money at or with is you. That's exactly right. I mean, how many interior decorators are out there? How many, you know, jewelry designers? It's putting your energy into whatever your product may be. Even if your product, this sounds, may, may sound bad, is only services. It's how you give of your services that makes you beautifully unique. I love that. What a great way to close. Well, Chris... I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. If people are interested in learning more about you or are interested in your products or services, how can they find you? My website is angelchatter.com. And that's the easiest way to find me. Of course, once you find me via social media, I'm kind of hard to get rid of because I'm also on Instagram, certainly very active on Facebook. And we have a closed group called Angel Chatter. I invite everyone to join. We keep it closed in the sense that it's sacred space. So it's kind of like Las Vegas. What is shared in chatter stays in chatter. It is an amazing group of people from around the world that are there to cheer you on, support you. And of course, it's angels all the time, but we also take it very mainstream. And, you know, all of those different great social media places, Twitter, etc. And Chris also has a retreat coming up sometime this. in the beginning of next year. We haven't decided on a date yet. <laughs> we haven't figured out the date yet. I need to get those from you. <laughs> um, we keep kind of bouncing around. Um, it will be somewhere between April and June. So as yes. it gets closer, um, I'm happy to say that I will be she uh, has asked me to come join her in the fun, so I'm honored to come and speak myself. But as we get closer to that, I'll make sure that um, my crowd knows of those dates as well. But um, yeah, what that's going to be that's going to be a very exciting retreat. The theme for the weekend is abundance because 2015 is what the angels have called the year of abundance. So we can make it a big old pile of cash, abundance of joy and love. But if we're still pussyfooting around and on that gerbil wheel, we can have an abundance of fear too. So it's as always, it's up to you what you wish to be abundant in. About. 
love that. Well, thank you again for taking the time to uh, sit down and chat with me today. I um, love it, as always. Thank you, honey. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Chris's ability to uplift and empower others is truly remarkable and yet so effortless that it's hard to believe she once doubted her ability to create lasting and positive change in others. I love how Chris has an ability to reverse and repurpose our words so that we can move past our own self-limiting beliefs in an easy to manage way. Her message to all who work with her, honor who you are, love who you are, and share your gifts with the world so that you can learn how to dance with your own heart. Trust me, it's the best dance partner you'll ever have. If you've ever been scared to move forward, fearful of making a decision, or unsure of what you should do next, get out of your own way, out of your own head, and follow your heart. I would also recommend Chris's latest book, Ask Formations. It's a great tool to get out of the want and step into the I deserve, so show me how. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Amanda, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you would like more information on this show or have questions or comments, email me at info at gatesinteriordesign.com. You can also visit our website at gatesinteriordesign.com and be sure to look me up on Twitter at the Amanda Gates. Bye for now.